Hi, my name is David Shannon. I'm an author and illustrator of children's books, and my newest book is titled Gold. If you've been around kids at some point in the last two decades, you've probably heard of the Caldecott-winning children's book, No, David, which follows the antics of a mischievous five-year-old. In addition to the David series, author David Shannon has written and illustrated over 35 books throughout his career. His newest release, titled Gold, is a retelling of the King Midas story. Told in verse with vibrant, detailed oil paintings, Shannon's book appeals to readers of all ages. I recently spoke with David Shannon about gold, his creative process, and more. I'm Beth Golay, this is Marginalia, and here's our conversation. So can you give our listeners a brief introduction to the book? Well, gold is kind of a, a modern-day humorous riff on the King Midas tale. Um, only this time it's a little kid who is so obsessed, so greedy and obsessed with gold that he'll do just about anything to get more of it. He's uh, he's a pretty rotten kid at the start of the book. And he's got a... Uh, he's got a knack for business, a golden touch, if you will. So he parlays a sidewalk lemonade stand into a nationwide chain of lemonade stores. And he spends all his money on gold, piles it up into a mountain and builds a big castle on top. Then one day he he gets so obsessed that he he's rolling around in his gold and saying, I wish I could breathe it and eat it and so he gets an idea and he, he spoons gold dust on his breakfast flakes. And when he eats it, he turns golden. He turns into a gold statue. And he just happens to be right at his window, looking down his mountain at his old neighborhood and his parents and his old friends who are all enjoying a nice, normal, lovely day. That's where he has his epiphany. <laughs> So as you mentioned, gold is a, a retelling of the King Midas story from Greek mythology. So mm -hmm. what is it about this story and, and your retelling that makes it a timeless tale that should be taught to kids? Well, you know, it's particularly these days, so many kids are taught that the more things they have, the happier they'll be. And that's just not really the case. I think that particularly greed kind of isolates a person and makes them lonely. And that was that was true in the original King Midas tale. And um, I think it's even more true in this one. I have a lot of questions about process and craft, so I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, so Gold was written and illustrated by you, but you weren't always a writer. Can you talk to me about the challenges of illustrating someone else's work versus your own? And do you prefer to illustrate your own works? Well, I'll take the last part first. <laughs> okay. I, I, like to, um, I like to do both. I mostly illustrate my own stories these days. Um, the nice thing about that is that I can work back and forth between the pictures and the story. And really, that's one of the great things about children's books. Pictures tell one part of the story, and the words tell another different but overlapping part. And uh, you put that together with the reader's imagination, and you get the whole story. So that's really fun to 
go back and forth. You know, I may be stuck on part of the story and go, you know what? I could just put that in the picture and shorten the story a little bit, things like that. On the other hand, when I illustrate someone else's story, that takes me to places that I wouldn't go by myself. That's enjoyable too. And I have to take someone else's story and figure out what it's about and how to tell my part of it. I was wondering if you were able to, you know, do both the words and the images organically, if it's your own, if you're writing and illustrating. So yes, I was going to ask that and you've answered. Thank you. So another question about process. I, when I finally found the copyright page, which is at the back of the book for this one. You, you have to read the book first. <laughs> it's, it's a trick. <laughs> I saw that the artwork was done in oil paint on hot press illustration board. So yeah. is that your go-to medium? For illustrating, it is. Uh, I worked in acrylics for years and years. And um, I switched to oils maybe seven, eight years ago, I'd reached a point where I was a little bit tired of illustrating. And um, I said, well, what can I, what can I do to spice this up a little, make it different? Um, And I realized that my studio was no longer in the house. My daughter was no longer at an age where she might eat the paint. (laughs) So I, uh, I said, oh, I'll, I'll paint in oils. And it was, it was wonderful. I love oils. They're leisurely and squishy and yummy. <laughs> and if your studio is not in the house, you don't have to deal with the aroma. <laughs> the toxicity. Yeah, that was yeah. the first. That was the first thing because I hadn't really painted in oil since art school, and yeah. um, I forgot about how woozy you get. So um, one of the first things I had to do was buy a fan to blow out the window. <laughs> so as we read the book, as we read gold. Some of the words are in a a gold metallic, like the font is printed in a gold metallic like print. And they're mainly, you know, quote unquote, gold related terms. But, you know, at the end, the last word printed in gold was more like a golden rule word. Can you talk to me about that design? Well, that was basically the the art director's idea at Viking. So um, we played around with it a little bit to just emphasize words. And then um, at the end to really, uh, I like the idea that it's sort of a golden rule because it is kind of a corollary to the famous golden rule, which I, um, I try to live by. And I think, I think we'd all be better off if everyone did. You know, I have another design question and, and it has to do with that metallic gold again. It was framing each image or spread. Except there was always one edge with the full bleed. And, you know, I saw on the copyright page, way in the back, that the book was designed by Kate Renner. And so I'm wondering, you know, like, was that three-quarter frame with a bleed her idea as part of the book design? Was it yours as an illustrator? Do you collaborate? I mean, how does that work when the design is going into the book? That part was mine. The gold lettering was Kate's. But I just, I wanted, I'm I'm always looking for a little, you know, any little thing that can be a little different. And uh, I I play with bleeds and things like that. And um, I thought it kind of echoed how the kid was a little bit off kilter. He just, he, you know, he goes too far, which a lot of characters in my books do. (laughs) 
And um, I thought I thought it sort of um, echoed the way he, you know, goes off the page a little bit here and there. I want to ask a little bit about your career as an author illustrator. So I understand you wrote and illustrated your first book when you were five, and that your mother found it years later and sent it to you, and it became <laughs> No David. Is that accurate? That is true. Yeah, there there was a long gap between <laughs> between the two. But yeah, my mom, uh, she has this kind of magic closet that she goes into once in a while and pulls out stuff from my childhood. And I was visiting her and she pulled that out. And um, the original is only eight pages long. And it's drawings of me doing stuff I'm not supposed to do. And the only words in it are no and David, because that's all I knew how to spell. But I took a look at it and and I said, you know, this might make a good book. So I wrote some more words and drew new pictures, but I tried to draw. Whenever I got stuck with anything, I referred back to the original. So I tried to draw like a five-year-old and the lettering is is from the original book. And and yeah, and, and of course now my mom is um, suing me for royalties. No, not really. <laughs> It's hard for our, our audience to understand that I can see you and they can't. Right. So I'm glad we made that clarification. No, but she does she does like to take credit for my career. So are there any other books besides, you know, beyond the David series that are autobiographical? And you know, like can you talk about the Westie? Does it appear in all of your books? Um, yes, it does. Well, not all of them, because I did a few books before. The, the Westie's name is Fergus, and he really was my dog. He's no longer with us, but he was 19, so he lived a good life. Yeah, I put him somewhere in all my books. Sometimes he's really hidden and hard to find. Other times he's very obvious. But there are a few books that I did before Fergus was born, so they don't have him in there and every once in a while someone comes up to me with one of those books and says I have looked everywhere for Fergus and I can't find him where is he and so I always tell them keep looking (laughs) 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 kind of cruel kind of funny (laughs) you know it's it's been a while since I've read a book to a child, but I do remember loving some of my daughter's read aloud requests and, you know, cringing at others. And the suggested age range for gold is three to seven. And to me, it feels like author illustrators have to cater to two very different demographics, readers and listeners. So do you consciously have these audiences in mind as you create? Um, I kind of do. I'm a dad myself, so I, I've experienced the cringe. and <laughs> So I try to put some things in, you know, slip some things in that the grown-ups are going to like or the older kids. I think gold could really be, I think kids older than seven could still enjoy it because of some of the themes. And I like to have a few different layers of themes and interest. So, you know... I remember having to read the same book over and over to my daughter. So it's always nice to have a couple of things in uh, in there for the grown-ups to chuckle at. Also, you know, even if the kid, a younger kid doesn't get something, he'll see an older kid or mom and dad laugh. And that'll 
pique their interest. You know, they go, oh, okay, something's going on there. What's what's that? And so that kind of uh, keeps them moving forward too. So from idea to completion, what's like the gestation period for an illustrated picture book? I mean, I imagine that our audience of listeners, I imagine that they do not understand the process behind, you know, the business. So I'm, I'd love to give a little bit of perspective into this industry. Well, for me, it's different with every book. If it's somebody else's story, then I have a pretty set process because I've already got the story right there. And, and I just tackle that as I would starting off. It's almost as if I was writing a book report. So I'll underline things and I'll circle descriptive words. And then I do uh, little thumbnail sketches, sometimes hundreds of those, just trying to work out what's going to go on each page. And that's kind of like a puzzle because, you know, if you change something on page 24, it might affect something that happens on page seven or vice versa. And then, uh, then I do full size sketches in pencil. And when those all get, finished and approved and everything then I do the full color paintings now when it's my story it can go anywhere sometimes it starts with the pictures sometimes it starts with the words the one thing I do is I jot everything down in my sketchbook and so one idea might start generating more ideas until it kind of asserts itself and says hey I'm a book write me but there's others that are just kind of concepts and like the David books what I did with those is I made a li- I made lists of, of the things that parents, that moms say to all their kids forever. And then I made another list of things that David might be doing. And then I mixed and matched those and then rearranged them into kind of a narrative. So that really was being written and drawn at the same time. With gold, as far as a gestational period, I actually started i had the idea for it maybe 20 years ago 15 20 years ago and had packed it away and then i was just you know going through my files and and saw that and i went hmm and began to revisit it and um so that's that's where that came and i i pretty much wrote that before i started the pictures because it's it's a more of a narrative uh story but i still go back and i'll change things You know, the great thing about illustrating your own story is that if there's something in there that I can't draw, I can take it out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, we don't need a waterfall. (laughs) So at our count, you have written or illustrated over 35 children's books. Do we have that accurate? Do you have a running total? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, it's over 35. (laughs) Okay. So... (laughs) You mentioned, you know, going to the file and, and seeing this idea for gold. Do you just have a running list? Do you have a big file of ideas? And, and how do you decide which one, you know, gets the attention next? Well, I do. I mean, I have sketchbooks going back years and years. So that's what I was really looking through. And it was only because I hadn't, you know, I am so grateful every time I get a new idea. Because I always worry that, oh, this is it, you know. And usually just in time, I get a new idea to work on. And I I hadn't um, really come up with anything. So I thought I'd go back through the old sketchbooks and see if anything 
you know, could uh, shake out a, an idea. And that's what happened with this one. So I imagine that through the course of your many books, you've visited with a number of young readers at bookstores and at school visits. What's your favorite question you've ever been asked? Oh, gosh. A lot of the times, you know, they don't actually ask a question. They'll tell you something. The younger they are, the more the more they just tell you things. There's a uh, there's a <laughs> there's a page in No David where he's picking his nose. And um I had a little girl raise her hand and I said yes and she said, Um, I picked my nose and it bled. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little uh, discussion about restraint, <laughs> which is very apropos for the David book. So <laughs> that's that's the first one that comes to mind. So we've we've talked about a lot. Is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't asked? Well, yeah, uh, as far as gold goes, one thing about it is that it rhymes. It's in verse, which I had had never done before. And that was a lot of fun. That was a big challenge, but it was a lot of fun, too. And I think it keeps the book light because he's, you know, like I said, he's a rotten kid to start out. And because it's in verse, it kind of keeps it from being too much of a reality. And then the other thing was that the gold was a challenge to paint. You know, there were several times when I said, <laughs> you know, why didn't I call this coal or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, gold is you know very subtle and what it does with the light and everything and there's a lot of it in the book so that was a fun challenge well the book is gold david shannon thank you so much for joining us today uh thank you appreciate it that was david shannon author and illustrator of the children's book gold which was published by viking Thanks for joining us for Marginalia. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. Marginalia was produced at KMUW Wichita. Our engineers are Mark Stasser and Torin Anderson. Our editor is Luann Stevens. Our producer is Haley Krausen. And our marketing assistant is Carly Cooper. This is Marginalia. And for KMUW, I'm Beth Golay.